partner how you doing how it there what's up mamas how y'all doing little mamas i'm just dj nettie p over here coming at you live from hotlanta georgia Ooh, and i'm randy butternubs your other <laughs> co-host for the adventure time podcast just kidding my name is russell tindall welcome to the never-ending adventure co- po- uh, contest is this contest? <laughs> the never-ending no, adventure contest <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> uh no this is a podcast about adventure time where we're gonna walk through Episode by episode, and uh, as y'all know, I've never seen the show before, and we're on The Creep. This is season three, episode 12. Uh, Ned, how, how do you feel about this episode? Dude, I, I love this episode. I love just the fact that we are in a different setting, different part of Ooh. Every character is dressed differently than their typical garbs, and it kind of just, it sets a really cool mood that like the universe is not just so locked in the same place every week, you know? I, I totally agree. This is such a fantastic episode, man. Yeah. Um, dude, holy crap. I'm looking at my microphone settings. This is unprofessional. I'm way <laughs> off. I'm adjusting it. I'm sorry. Well, I'm adjusting while, mid-podcast. We're while going. Russell gets adjusted, <laughs> we do want to call <laughs> out before so we... <laughs> this is so bad. Michael's going to be like, you suck. Also, DJ Michael uh, Hitchcock. What's his name? Cowboy. DJ Cowboy, Cowboy Hat. Hat. Oh man, miss him. How did you go visit with him recently? Um, yeah, man. We he uh, what do we got? We're actually playing disc golf tomorrow. Um, but we've seen him a few times. Him and his wife, his lovely wife, have come over for dinner quite a few times. Yeah. So he just released an EP, man. No, go check out Michael Hitchcock Band. He just put out his EP that he's been working on forever. So all of our Good. sweet mixes of the podcast sound even sweeter when he's behind the microphone. Jamming I out. totally agree. Well, anyways, we're talking about creeps this episode. I dig it. I really enjoyed this episode. This is going to be one of my favorites of the season, probably. Yeah, it's it's going to be in the top. I was looking ahead this week on what we have left to come in season three. And like, it's so much good stuff. Like season three might, as I'm kind of going through, it might include so many of my favorite Adventure Time episodes like ever. It might get like total season of all seasons tops. Oh my gosh, that is exciting! Yeah, I like hear this season and next season are both pretty phenomenal. They are. They they really hit a stride with. It's not too much. Like you, if you don't know what's happening, you you missed out. They're not throwing too much canon in your face, but we're beyond the point of like overly developing characters that you can pretty much jump into like this episode and you have. Cinnamon Bun and LSP and BMO, and there's no more like weird character introductions. Everybody kind of has a personality trait at this point, you know? I like that. I do think it's very interesting how every episode has a very unique random cast of the main characters. Like BMO is a good addition here, and then you have LSP is a good addition. Princess Bubblegum is a good addition. Cinnamon Bun. I can kind of do with or without, but that's my own yeah, personal they, opinion. Well, they about needed him. someone to die early in the Jake prank here, you know? Yeah, and, and who better than Cinnamon Bun, I, I suppose. <laughs> better than Cinnamon Bun. Easily <laughs> well, expendable. A, he is expendable. Ned, I've got the... I did some research and found the alternate title for this episode. I'm not sure oh, if you're really? aware of this. I, I yeah. didn't even know that one. Pretty cool. Uh, it's The alternate title is Clue-inspired, spooky, black tie, masquerade, murder mystery, reversal prank party with the reversal real ghost twist. Ooh. It's a good one. I mean, you know, season three, episode 12. They really, I think you can tell why they didn't go with that. They went with the creeps. Yeah, they have to fit everything <laughs> onto a title card in the show, don't they? Yeah. Um, I've de- I've decided I'm going to just start um, with not blackmailing, just, uh, oh gosh. Renaming every episode. Renaming. No, I'm going to, wow, this is so bad. Truth man. naming it. No, you know, when you... Um, I don't know. It's not worth it. It'll it'll come to me. When you're basically convincing someone of something that's not true to the oh, listeners. Gaslighting gonna, it. Gaslighting. I'm gonna gaslight our listeners. Wow, that is <laughs> so, yeah, so you're, so bad at me. Russell's gonna convince <laughs> you that every episode had a a forty word title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was just so interesting. The Lich came back so early and he was the main bad guy on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. No, this is a really cool callback to like Mystery Train, obviously, yeah. the entire episode, season two, episode nineteen. 
when Jake is having a birthday prank celebration for Finn. Yeah, did did you notice it even before Jake referenced it as soon as Cinnamon Bun hits the door handles and it, the little skeleton falls on the floor where you like, dude, this is just mystery train all yeah. over again. Oh yeah, murder mystery. Finn basically reused the same skeleton. I think that might be the same skeleton that was used for the first guy who dies. Oh, I'm, I'm like positive train. it is. It's like <laughs> the exact same shape. There's no way that that would be Cinnamon Bun's actual skeletal structure. No, either, not, you know? not at all. Also, why does he even have bones? <laughs> he's a cinnamon <laughs> he's bun. He's super. He's half baked. We already know he's not. He doesn't have bones. No, but this came out. So this episode originally aired October seventeenth, two thousand and eleven, and I believe it was a part of a a block, a Halloween block mm-hmm. type thing that they were doing at the time. It was, and it you was. can just feel it. This yeah. episode just screams. Halloween episode to me. It, it screams classic Cartoon Network vibes. They're just ripping off a clue and they're using, you know, tropes that everyone's used before. Yeah, but I mean, the way they, they ripped off so much, we'll, we'll, we'll go through it like in a while. This is actually has so many different uh, themes and callbacks to all different references, which was really fun. But more than anything, man, I was just like this episode and it being released in kind of the Halloween block of cartoon shows uh, during the season, it makes me miss those days when like really Halloween would get so hyped up for kids. And it really has this nostalgic grasp on me because I'm like, I would watch like the Disney channels, the Nickelodeons, the cartoon networks, and just for the whole, like, what was it? Uh, Disney had like a spooktober or like Mm -hmm. 20, 29 days of Halloween or something like that. And yeah. it was just like they would get you hyped up for weeks about it, and they had oh, I love it. movie I love specials, it. and ah, oh, I just I you got to like, do it. You got to go out of your way nowadays, especially with I mean Netflix and all the streaming services kind of do a little bit of oh hey check it out you know Halloween yeah. season we got but Hulu's got like nothing ever other than yeah. Adventure Time. I swear I looked at the movies and I'm like, y'all are useless for me right now. <laughs> They've got uh, a lot of good like low budget slash in-house made scary movies that are like See, I don't do good. scary. We all know this. I don't do I know, scary. But that's what I, I was love, gonna ask you too. Is that well, I like, love like the Scooby Doo vibes. I love the creepy like <laughs> kid thing. <laughs> but there's so many good movies out there that fit this episode like to a T. Even though they're a little scarier and gory or bloodier and all that kind of stuff. They fit this whole like somebody done it, who done it, um there's a movie, actually, my recommendation for this episode to get it really early on is a movie called Ready or Not, which is kind of like mm. not a whodunit per se, but definitely like running from getting murdered in a house. Uh, it's wonderfully bloody, wonderfully gory, um, and has that kind of humor aspect to it as well. But yeah. I was like, mm, I, I want to go. I haven't watched that movie in like two years. So I was like, I really want to go back and watch it now. Yeah, I think like Scary Movie 1 and maybe Scary Movie 3 kind of have like a house or a mansion theme to them where they're inside either. I think Scary Movie 1 might be, and it's been forever since I've watched it, oh, in yeah, the suburbs, and then in, Scary Movie 3 is in some sort of a castle. The first one, yeah, it's definitely in, um, oh no, the first one, uh, no, gosh, that was, it's I think like the second one. the Scream one. Ghost. Yeah, the first one's the Scream Ghost, the second one, they're in like the mansion with the creepy butler. Yes, the, the butler t- with the, the take hand. my strong hand. puts it in the mashed potatoes yeah so yeah it's like something about that scary movie in the castle vibe um and a big callback in this episode goes to agatha christie who in wrote the book either 12 little indians is what it was originally titled and now it's titled and then there were none which is where this whole theme comes from the whole everybody's getting picked off one by one and there's somebody who's like the obvious murderer and then they die like they're like the next person that dies um, and so she really created this genre trope, you know, and that's one of my yeah. favorite books of all time. It just feels like such a classic trope, the anonymous invitation, you know, the missing hosts. It, those are clue things in my mind, just because that's uh, such a classic movie for for me and mm-hmm. me and Allie watched it last year. I'm definitely going to rewatch it again this year. Knives out, you know, once Halloween comes around, because I will not do scary things outside of Halloween, except for Stranger <laughs> Things sometimes. Uh, Knives Out, but we talked about Knives Out when we were talking about the murder train episode, so we don't need to go, or mystery train episode, so we don't need to go too deep into Knives Out again, which is fantastic. You should watch it if you haven't. 
Yes, it is. That's a great one. I've only actually seen it once, but it it had the good twist and turns and mystery vibes that this episode brings, where it's kind of yeah, like this that's episode what I was needed gonna, to. It had to well, do I was that. Ask you, it had to you, go kind of off the rails a little bit because otherwise you're just like, all right, well, saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. Well, did you see even Jake's twist of it all? Like, could you see that coming in this episode? I I do feel a little bit like the writers cheated in a way. You know, they definitely okay. had a little bit of like a, is it a red herring or whatever, where they send Jake down there with BMO and of course mm-hmm. BMO dies, but Jake and BMO are in on it. They, they both know of Jake's reversal of the prank and the fact that they have this moment, this really sweet, incredible, sincere, and deep out of nowhere moment with, I know. with what has got to be. So obviously my lovely of this episode. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. Bimo. Mm. Of course. AKA Professor Pants. Professor Pants. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it's so yeah, good. I, that, it, that I moment, think it was. It's also the oh, tops. That was, oh, that was your top. Okay. That's, it yeah. goes into my deeper thoughts. I mean, a little bit deeper thoughts, but uh, Bimo was definitely my runner up lovely for sure. Yeah, but, I just feel like it's so obvious for me because, right, so it's, you know, like I said, it's my tops and he's my lovely. He states, you know, Finn isn't pulling a prank on you when uh, bad things happen. I know you want to believe that they are a joke, but sometimes life is scary and dark. And that is why we must find the light. Aha, I found it. You know, like, <laughs> it, and that's not nearly what he sounds like, but it is so good. It's such a sweet moment, such a sincere moment, but it definitely throws the viewer off. It's, I feel like it's an unnecessary, like it's a great scene and it adds so much to the episode just because it makes us go, oh my gosh, what is actually going on? I think I am lost. I think I am confused. But it doesn't really make sense in my mind. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a red herring because I, I thought the same thing. I was like, if BMO and Jake were in on the prank, you think they would have had this little moment going down the stairs of going like, ha ha ha, we're going to get Finn so good. And when BMO gets nabbed up, pretty much by Lady Rainicorn at that point, Jake wouldn't have actually been scared. He would have known it was Lady, you know? So that, yeah. I think that was a little bit too true. Either, just gone, that, okay, sweet. either that or Jake had told like BMO, don't break character because there's a good chance like Finn's going to follow us and like might spy on us or something, or something like that. Yeah. Well, BMO even had my lovely from the moment he, well, I, <laughs> the moment he was named Professor Pants is <laughs> probably when I was like, okay, he's going to be my lovely no matter what he does this episode. But then the ghost detecting equipment was adorable. He's taking photos of everybody. And, and then I'm just like, like shits out all the Polaroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and LSP's like, I, I blinked my balls. <laughs> I blinked my balls. My balls. And he goes, hmm, you know, and everybody's confused. They're like, oh, Jake didn't blink. What's up with Jake? Maybe he's possessed by the ghosts. It's it's a great moment. And don't, was it, isn't it vampires that don't show up in photos or something? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's, that. Well, of course, it wasn't ghost detecting equipment anyways. He he admitted to he, it. He's like, no, nah, I'm just, just I just pictures. love photos. <laughs> I like taking no, his photos. So yeah, he's BMO, my lovely. Yeah, BMO definitely had the runner up for me though. It, from from that line, from that scene and that line again, it was just kind of like when sometimes bad things happen, you believe that they're a joke to like, you know, suppress your feelings. So um, it's mm. kind of like, it's kind of like what Finn does at the end. When bad things happen, you believe that they are joke, which is why Finn in the end is just like, lock it in the vault and it's gone. He just totally forgets it. it kind of wow. treats, treats the, you know, actually being scared and actually something that reels that happen and like suppresses it, you know? Well, do I think we need to talk about that moment, Ned. That moment was crazy. Mm-hmm. Just the whole extra ghost in the house, the freaky green hair, it's consuming the room. There's crows flying out of the paintings. The floor separates. It's so much more intense than what Jake has been doing. That that blue ghost that's flying around. We've seen ghosts. We know ghosts are threatening. Uh, ghosts were in heat signature. We saw them, you know, how powerful they could be. And mm-hmm. what, do, what do they do? They like... They, they like suck out, out people's uh, brain or organs through their brains or through their heads or something yeah. like that. And then you have the Soul Eater ghost from uh, Blood Under the Skin, season two, episode four. And that that's reason enough to freak out from Jake's ghost. So I get that. But then this real ghost 
is actually terrifying, is actually very scary. I remember yeah. I was watching this episode and the next episode, and I'm thinking to myself, and of course, it's like 11 p.m. at night. I'm in my room alone <laughs> watching st- some stupid cartoon, you know, that I, I do a podcast about. And then it gets freaky out of nowhere. And I got to say, I love <laughs> it. I'm like, I'm scared by it, but I am so happy that they feel like they can do that. But that moment was so good. And I, I got, do we get her again? Does she ever come back? Oh, yes, she does. And that was my ultimate. Oh my I gosh. cannot say anything because it, it would introduce a lot of spoilers if we got too into this ghost. But for all of the fans out there, this is Shoko. That's all I'm going to say. I think you know that already, but that's all I'll okay. say. Because we got we to gotta keep it fresh for the people that are watching this for the first time and not spoil anything. So if Shoko comes back, right, is the vault a reoccurring thing for Finn? Does he lock other things in this, like, quote-unquote vault that he has in his mind? It's not necessarily reoccurring, but the episode where we learn about Shoko is called The Vault. So oh, okay. it, it reintroduces... I think you mentioned that before, actually, which is yeah, maybe why it, it reintroduces the concept that Finn does have this vault of like suppressed memories. So I'll just, I I don't want to talk about this so bad, but we can't do it this episode. I think, gosh, I think that's in season five, maybe season five. This episode Um, has enough going for it, certainly. And and when that ghost comes out of the wall, you get a different angle, you get a different vibe. The music feels different to me. Everything about the illustration, the animation feels mm -hmm. slightly off from the rest of the episode. And even the way that Finn breaks through the wall, he takes the chair, he, he puts... Breaks through like uh, a six-inch drywall. Yeah, he, he I want to take a, a moment hole. about that, too. <laughs> yeah. No, he punches a hole in the wall with the chair and then headbutts it and goes through it. But there's just something about the way he's moving, even, that is different from the next room where the room is, mm-hmm. like, haunted or whatever. The ghost room is really something special uh, and, and freaky. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think that's, I remember my first kind of feeling of when I watched this, I was like, that was a very elaborate looking ghost for them just saying, hey, there's a real ghost in here. Like that was yeah, very- like a throw off ghost. Yeah, like, you know, different than the ghosts we had seen in uh, his signature, like different color scheme, way creepier. Actually, the design style of, the ghost is in a like Japanese ghost design style, yeah, apparently totally. too. So it is supposed to throw you off. It is supposed to be kind of this whole different, even the animation style and the artwork of it is supposed to be different. And I think that isn't supposed to instill in you that kind of like, this is actually something different and scary and, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit darker about the Adventure Time universe. There are moments with the Lich that, the face of this ghost remind me of, but especially I think the creature that's coming out to my mind right now that reminds me of this ghost the most is this ghost the most. Love that. The angel from the dungeon episode. Oh yeah. How creepy the angel gets and the the blue bright coloration of the angel. There is definitely something similar happening there. I doubt they're related, but that's just the monster. It's And it's another moment where the show went, freaky out of nowhere and they're just like oh man like adventure time can bring it and they can really produce a a spooky episode if they want to yeah and good good you you know you know what they need to do is they just need to frighten the children around halloween season every year scare the crap out of them make them not want to go trick-or-treating yeah maybe not billy and mandy level but you know, oh, uh, you Billy know, Mandy's not that bad i love that courage the cowardly (laughs) dog is way freakier yeah that is way worse Billy and Mandy's hilarious, in my personal opinion. <laughs> it, I haven't really watched it that much, and I and it's if I have, it's been a very, very long time. Yeah, but yeah, I don't I know do if it's one of the to, shows uh, you can go back to. But anyways, let's yeah, get back to no, it. Adventure time. I do have to go through my tops of the episode because my tops okay. and lovely come from the same character, just like you. And mine was back. I was almost Bemo till LSP got it for me. This one, mm. Mm. LSP, mm. too many good one-liners. To pass up. And she is, first of all, she's in her full element. She is like just so comfortable around these people. Everything's about Brad this episode. She's so sassy. And it she's starts like dying with me. in the bathroom. She's <laughs> the first one was I blinked my balls. And then 
That one, one was funny. She's screaming in the bathroom and then she's like, oh, she like I'm, comes out and she's like, I'm dying. I'm, ho- I'm hollow now. I got to go fill myself back up. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. She's like, what is this? A poor person's castle? Where are my waffles from my lumpen, my lumpen waffles from my dump truck? I I gotta say I'm happy for you. I'm glad you feel that way about LSP. I don't. <laughs> this episode was too much for me. I, I think I'm gonna disagree with a lot of people, or maybe annoy a lot of people with that comment. But I I just I don't know. I'm kind of over LSP for the moment. I think uh, yeah, we we've had a lot of her in season three. I can say that they're just overdone really, a little bit. They're really leaning on her as kind of the one-liner slash fart joke kind of... She's good at it. She's really good relief. at it. And yeah. I think anyone who likes that type of a character would love her and would love her in this episode. I think it's just not the type of character that I'm personally drawn to when it comes to the comedy relief for an episode. Mm-hmm. But she does a great job. She's interrupting people, talking about Brad out of nowhere. Like She doesn't want to talk about it, but then Jake gets her to talk about it. She can't stop talking about it. She's interrupting the whole murder mystery thing, who who done it. Um, she's she's funny. She's definitely funny in this episode. And I don't disagree. Like she even, can definitely be your lovely. Even on the not funny side, when she does open up about her relationship with Brad, you know, she's all about like, I want my bod, you know, I'm so sexy, I'm so hot. That when she opens up about Brad, she literally broke up with Brad just because he kissed her on the lips, and then she yeah. freaked out. So you do see a little bit of this cool like I know. vulnerability. Like she's she acts all like I'm so cool, I've got so many boyfriends, but she is like so not ready for a relationship, and she's scared by, maybe scared by intimacy. You know. So I well, was like, what oh, is it that she bit. told Finn? You can't run from your feelings, babe. You can't, can't wrap your up feelings. your feelings, babe. When he was in the woods, what is that? To cut a woman's hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they're trying well, to she, cut off, she some was of doing her. that a little bit with Brad until the end there, where she had a realization of some sort. Yeah, I, I don't it's know. it's still. I just overall, I think she was great in this episode, and I think she probably had the most dialogue, maybe outside of Finn and Jake. So I'm ready for you now, Brad. I'm Isn't ready it for obvious, you now, Brad? Full I'm arc. So that, ready. It took her getting phased into a rainicorn to be ready for that kind of physical intimacy. Oh, I just, I was so over <laughs> LSP this episode. I, I'm not too much you know, trying no to steal the show. Here's the other thing, man. Pancakes are way richer than waffles are. If you're talking about like waffles versus pancakes, I've always seen waffles as like ego waffle, like a cheap substitute for a good pancake. So I love that she's just like, Oh, this place is so poor. There's no waffles. I don't know <laughs> why. Hey, everything's like backwards. Everything's like backwards in lumpy space, anyways. Well, and, well, and pancakes are too smooth for lumpy space. Mm, waffles have lumps. Good point. What do you mm-hmm. What do you lie on the waffle pancake debate? Oh, I'm waffle all the way. Yeah, because I, like, I like the crispies. They got little little hole, like yeah, they got little bowls for the syrup and it soaks it all in. It plus. It's dude, just Waffle House waffles. That's like number one right there. <laughs> well, when LSP says, you know, she runs out of the bathroom, she's like, "Oh, I'm dying. Oh, gross. My lumpy, my lumping butt. It's all hollow now. I gotta uh, put something in it." It made me think of a, a new segment we could add to this podcast. No, we have so many segments. <laughs> you ready for no this? No more one? adding new segments. This, that's right, everybody. Your favorite new segment. It's the butt update. Take a butt update. And how's your butt doing? <laughs> it's good. It's just all my right. butt. I've been sitting on it too much recently. I know that. Yeah. My butt's For doing all right. I'm like eating a little bit less dairy, so I'm doing well. So that's the been good. the butt update. For for the in episode butt update, <laughs> did you notice that each uh, character was some besides maybe Finn was almost kind of named after a butt. Yeah, yeah, I love the names, man. Do you have it a favorite name? Princess Quiet Butt or Lady Quiet Butt, Duchess Lady Gummy Bums, Professor Pants, Guy Farting, and Randy Butternubs, which I would imagine Butternubs could be a butt Prince reference. Prince Hotbod. Yeah. Prince Hotbod. Finn was the what's only your, one that didn't get a butt one. Which also kind of is a little bit of like a foreshadowing of maybe something's off. Why does Finn have Prince Hotbod mm-hmm. and Jake gets Randy Butternubs, yeah. which is a, a wonderful nickname, but obviously he hated that one. Uh, yeah, I think Randy Butternubs. Obviously, was- I like 
Is that yours? You like? Randy oh yeah, Bell? Randy Butternups is mine. Yeah. Best yeah, one, I mean, easily. Professor Pants has got to be my favorite. I love the cinnamon bun is guy farting, and does that it gives Guy Fieri, Guy Fieri, <laughs> Guy Fieri, uh, Guy Fieri. I, I've never seen his show or whatever he does. Diners, drive-ins, and cinnamon buns. It gives me those vibes, definitely for sure. Guy yeah. farting. Guy um, and Lady, Lady Quiet Bottom is an interesting comment by Finn. I don't know what he's trying to say there. Yeah, it's and I would imagine. I guess Finn came up with the names because he was technically like in control. So, oh, he definitely came up with all of those. Yeah, <laughs> like well, he just messed with Jake and called him Randy Butternubs. <laughs> that was actually you know before we go into our break because it's been it's been a hot stint right here. I would say. My Jake mistake of the episode was being upset with the name Randy Butternubs because I would have owned it. Yeah. I mean, I introduced myself this podcast as Randy Butternubs because <laughs> I totally agree. I think it's a wonderful name. It's, it was my second favorite name. Professor Pants is just too Professor good. Professor Pants. <laughs> Did you have a Jake mistake though? Because I I tried hard. I j- kind of dug through this one. Jake Jake pretty much nails it. Besides the red herring too of like the BMO yeah. down the stairs scene. Mm-hmm. Was there a Jake mistake for you per se? I don't have a Jake mistake necessarily. I did think it was really interesting how he kind of tells Finn to just throw his fear, his freaky. Oh, you you were just afraid, you know, like you're just seeing or you're imagining things. Kind of gaslights the, him a little real bit. Ghost. Yeah, he kind of gaslights him a little bit in a sense, unintentionally. And he, he swept it under the rug. He's like, ah, you're being silly. I'm sure yeah. there is another term for doing that. But he does that. I guess that could be a, a Jake mistake, but I don't necessarily think he was bad. I love that he's two for two with murder pranks. And I really, really want another prank episode later on in this show, like maybe a prank war with Finn and Jake where they're just going all out like trying to have like a tally board or something. I don't know. Who knows what will happen, but they have, they have some more, I'm not sure if it's necessarily prank related, but it's definitely, I think they have, Oh, you know, they have a tough guy contest. That's what it is. And that's, that's kind okay. of a fun episode too. That's good. Dang. I just want another prank war. Yeah. Well, there's more pranks and you know, that's the only thing I would say maybe episode weirdness was that this was all about pranks. It was all about horror and we didn't get, Marceline in that because she's like queen of the pranks mm. and queen of the scary. So or Neptor, everybody's favorite pranking robot boy. Yeah, we yeah we have. It's been a hot minute since we've seen Neptor come. Out. Let's never bring him back, please. No, we, we're getting some more Neptor. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I don't need him. Him oh. and, and Cinnamon Bun and LSP can just take a moment on the sidelines, and and we'll bring him back eventually. <laughs> but hopefully next episode we don't get too much LSP, right? Right? No, Surely yeah, we don't. Sure. <laughs> we get some right. good LSP. Let's go to the commercial. And we'll, cut the, we'll, we'll sit on the sidelines for a minute here. Yo, what's up, man? How do you like your lump in waffles? You can start with the syrup poured on top. Maybe not. Apple chunks and candy, honey, if you got it. Bring on the chocolate spread. Something green, something blue. Something orange, something red. Ham, egg, tomato sandwich. Cut it, cream cheese, pomegranate. Make it look like Ginny X's and O's and a tic-tac-toe. You can fill up those holes with the syrup, stack it, snack it. Maybe you can bend it, slice it up, dice it up, make a friend with it, baby. Part of this complete and delicious breakfast, you can create a million different ways to get your lump and waffle on. Just let go of your freaking dump trucks and get some lump and waffles. Okay, Ned, I'm ready for you now, Ned. Isn't it obvious? I'm so ready to do this Adventure Time podcast again now that the commercial's over. Mm, I've been waiting for you to say that for months, baby. So, I'm so bad at doing voices. This <laughs> yeah, isn't you... LSP. This isn't even whispering. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing right now. We're going to we're gonna go to like LSP voice acting classes is probably what we need to end up doing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I feel refreshed, and I hope mm-hmm. you do as well. We, we've we been talking about Adventure Time and tangenting plenty of this episode, so we wanted to go straight back into this episode, and by that I mean do a Traveler's Log segment. So yeah, we're going to take another moment segment. and just appreciate the listeners and love and listen to what you'll have to say about some of the episodes we've been talking about, and then we'll finish off this episode in just a short moment. 
Yeah, we will finish it. But the Traveler's Log this week, it, it, it's so good, man. It's it's the reason why we do this podcast. And it comes from Carolyn, who says she's AKA DJ Flame Princess, which I love. So thank you, Carolyn, for the sweet uh, nickname following along, obviously, with our themes of the show. But she had just such a sweet note. And I love this. And I, it's just, it's, it says so much about Adventure Time. She said, I've been listening to NEA chronologically for a few months now. She's finally caught up with all the episodes. I don't usually listen to podcasts, but y'all have been my go-to choice during long work commutes. Uh, grew up watching Adventure Time with my brothers, Rewatched the entire uh, show last year. And after finding the podcast, decided to rewatch the entire show again with her, her partner, who is watching it for the first time like Russell. So first of all, that's exactly our goal from why we started this podcast was to take fans, bring yeah. it in, bring, make the fandom stay alive, and watch through it again with people for the first time. It's so much fun to do that and see what they think about the show. Um, she also says the show means so much to me, uh, after losing two close friends who passed away recently and she'd been struggling with grief and overall mental health and adventure times outlook on death, life relationships, and pretty much everything has helped her immensely. Uh, it's hard to explain to people sometimes, but man, you guys just get it in short. Thanks for reviving my love for the show and being there for me after a long day at work. Hope you guys know that your little, uh, convos have impact that continue this adventure with us. So Again, that's why we tangent. I'm glad that all of the listeners appreciate it. Um, and she Gosh, did have a, dang, a couple dude. of notes. I mean, ah, yeah, did that, that just got that's you, man. Awesome. That just got yeah. you. Yeah, and, it's so. You know, it, I just feel like even Bemo's quote this episode just like is so perfect in like, con- like uh, in context of what she just said. You know, that second moment is like Adventure Time is so special. Adventure Time does have these moments that just bring you out of. I'm watching a kid's cartoon and into the space of like, oh my gosh, I might've just taken something really great that might stick with me for the rest of my life from this where mm-hmm. bad things happen. I know you want to believe that it's a joke, but sometimes life is scary and dark and that's why we have to find the light, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you think about dang, even so watching cool. cartoon programs, that's, you know, a form of escapism, a form of, you know, my life's like serious and hard and, you know, a cartoon will help me escape, you find some jokes, find some laughs in that adventure time will bring it back in and bring it back to reality that even amongst the jokes, you know, characters are real and character development is real. And we don't want to ignore the fact that there's those dark times, but that's so much a part of our character development outside of just like funny butt jokes and adventuring with your buddies, you know? <laughs> yeah. We'll finish off. What else did she say? You said just yeah, she, a little bit she more. had some uh, some notes actually on. I think at this point it'd be two episodes ago. Season three, episode ten was such a good episode and tops of the season. This was the uh, what was missing episode. Um, she said Marceline's favorite uh, song is her favorite of the entire show. Um, and when she watched it for the first time, she had no idea about Marcy and PB's relationship. But watching it now, she couldn't believe that she didn't catch up on. Uh, on that relationship. It's incredibly foreshadowing, especially when Marshall and can't finish her song because she just wants to, 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 ah, uh, it's so good. <laughs> can't wait to hear you guys dive deep into this one. I'll definitely be sending more deep thoughts and theories as the show progresses. So Carolyn, DJ Flame Princess, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That was, that was very special. Uh, and I know, I think I sent you a little email as well, just kind of uh, a personal thing, but yeah, this is great. So glad we got to share that on the podcast. And I hope, you know, there are other people out there that feel similarly, uh, whether or not necessarily about this podcast, but about the show. And maybe you found us and you're traveling with us. And, you know, man, it's it makes it worth doing something like this for sure. Taking the time out of our week and our Sunday evenings. And what is, what's today? Monday? Today, today's Monday, I think. Today's Monday? I don't know, man. It's just, it's all going together right now. I even needed BMO's advice. Freaking, you know, work's been crazy and you've been feeling it too. And guess who's freaking coming up to see me you, this weekend? Your boy, your boy. Just for me. That's coming up Jet, to Nashville. Just for me. Jeff Borgie boy. No, not really. There's a concert. Just eat a red hot chili peppers and the strokes. And the strokes. You know, I mean, God, it's, it's like the best, the best show ever. I'm, yeah, I'm so excited be. for this insane so yes we get to have a little never-ending adventure reunited drunken adventure in nashville we'll try and do a little bit of uh content and by that i mean we'll probably take one photo um (laughs) (laughs) that is yeah that's probably what's gonna happen oh Uh, man 
get back into this episode, man, because we got to finish it up. I know. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, dude, so many factoids from this episode that uh, honestly open up just like great conversation. It's not just like boring factoids this week. They don't mean. Uh, the first one, and it kind of factoid, kind of more of, of something I saw deep in the show that in the main dining hall in there, you saw that, you know, they it was a portrait on the wall of like a, the hunting of the fox um, in Spanish. It says uh, La Casa del Zorro, which is the hunt of the fox, which I thought was so cool that that is the main photo in the dining room because Finn is wearing a fox mask the whole episode. Mm -hmm. And they're all kind of pretty much pranking Finn. So the whole episode is kind of like the hunt of the fox a little bit, you know? I love that. Um, So I thought that was a great factoid. Uh, Not to mention, this is the first time we've seen Finn wear long pants outside of his pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, so great episode. Uh, Another great you know. factoid. Finn yeets the F out of PB <laughs> off the second floor, and then she rolls off screen. <laughs> I always wondered about that because he just yeets her off and then yeets himself off. And I was like, <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. After you know, Finn expressed all his emotions in... She what didn't was react missing. in any way. She was just okay with it. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's maybe he's realized that now he's more of her knight or her little brother than her yeah. lover. And what would you do to your your sisters? You just eat them off the banister. Maybe so. I mean, as a kid, I always wanted to jump off the banister onto the couch because I had one mm-hmm. right underneath mm-hmm. it. And I just I never did because I was too afraid. I might have did it one time. I think I did it once. I do think I <laughs> conquered that fear one time. And that was, yeah, that was the, the year Russell broke his collarbone. Uh, I've broken plenty of bones. Uh, the one time <laughs> I broke my wrist was for a much dumber reason. I thought I was making a bunk bed, and I was not, and I fell. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a scene straight out of Step Brothers. Oh, it was real stupid. Uh, <laughs> do you have another factoid for us? Yes, oh, I do. Uh, oh, go ahead. I just remembered. Nettie's factoids. There you go. Now you can continue. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, now, now they're truly Nettie's <laughs> factoids. No, I, they, I don't want to like re-verbatim read all this stuff, but it was all of the cultural references we talked about. Um, the House on Haunted Hill was like a 1959 film. That's kind of where they have that whole like pan up to the house with the lightning bolts behind it. Um, super classic like film thing that's used in TV shows and movies. Uh, and then there were none, Agatha Christie, The Mystery of the Yellow Room, uh, The Shining with kind of the ghost in the big empty castle. Uh, and Bimo wearing the bear mask is like a reference back to The Shining. Um, and pretty much also that, not a movie per se, but the ride, The Haunted Mansion at Disney World. Um, the introduction to that ride, there's like a, a screen. It's just like, I'm your host, your ghost host, which is a callback when Finn reads the invitation that says, I am your host, I am a ghost. Um, so another like kind of, I mean, just like they use this episode to just cram in all these Halloween scary movie like themes. And I thought that was like really cool that they took a lot of influence from that. And then I got a question for you. I mean, maybe this could be a fat Twitter. This could just be us kind of like reminiscing or thinking about this episode. Whose castle was this? So it's not really mentioned directly in the show whose castle this is or why it's there. However, we do see in some future episodes, the vault being one of them. Um, another one down the road, I, oh, I can't remember the name of the episode. I think it's called Just Finn the Human Boy is the name of the episode. There's, there's two kind of, we've already talked about like multiverse stuff. Um, two episodes that kind of play along that in the castle as kind of a background setting for each of those. Um, so... I, to answer your question, I don't think it's really answered. However, this does kind of make some really cool canon callback scenes for later on in the show. Okay. I'm excited about that. I also feel a little bit personally, depending on when LSP, as you know, and maybe you don't know this, Ned, she broke up with Brad. Um, but depending <laughs> Just in on case I didn't know. when she broke up with Brad... I feel like my thoughts about her being on a date with the Phil guy from Wizard Battle might be like actually plausible now. Wait, why do you say that? Well, because maybe she broke up with Brad before that. So maybe she was on a date with Phil. You know, neither confirmed by anyone I know of. Phil looked creepy enough to be picking up 
women, hobo women in the woods too, you know? LSP's down for it, except for the fact that she's, you know, putting off cinnamon bun is interesting. But I also, I don't like that pairing. Who was it? I feel like we paired LSP with someone that we really liked, but I don't recall Oh, who yeah, it was. I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. It was somebody. Oh, it was, um, oh, I almost had it for a second. Oh, was it, was it, was it Ice King? No. No, I can't remember. I hope it wasn't Ice King. No. <laughs> I can't remember. Maybe well, someone Tiffany. call us out on or let us know on social media who it was, if you recall, on yes. the podcast. Please, please do. Please do. Yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, overall, like, I, I don't know, man. This episode, I just love the callbacks because I'm like a big horror movie guy. And I was going to ask you just like, you said you weren't all about horror movies, but... What's your favorite horror movie? What's your favorite like mystery mansion murder book movie show episode? Not we, not Scooby Doo uh, that we already reviewed. We might have done an episode on it, Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, okay, okay, that makes that makes uh, that a lot of sense it. that Scooby Doo was your favorite one for sure. I don't know. I don't know. I watched um A Quiet Place recently and actually really mm-hmm. enjoyed Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Despite it being very creepy. But I yeah, don't, but it's not I don't too have like a favorite. I don't watch these movies. I don't know actual scary movies. I know a bunch of cartoons that have Halloween episodes. I know that '70s show has two or three fantastic Halloween themed episodes, but th- those aren't scary. That's not a yeah. scary movie. I, I don't know. That's true. I, I I would say. I mean, I've got my favorite scary Sleepy movies. Hollow? The Johnny Depp one. Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Hey, that's pretty. Movie. It's pretty good. Jackie likes the Johnny Depp one. Jackie loves also. She loves Clue, and that you know that fits this theme. So does Clue work? Because Clue might be my favorite. That's not a scary movie, but I dang, think Clue works movie. for this analysis for like a Halloween movie for sure. So if you haven't seen Clue, it's nineteen eighty five. Great movie. Uh, I don't think I've watched it in like two years. So I'm, that's going to definitely be on my Halloween list. Yeah. This is a great, I love that we're doing basically a Halloween, two weeks in a row of Halloween-themed episodes in August. So we're really just (laughs) going to kick it off early, just like what we were talking about earlier. You can really get into the Halloween mood, just like back in the day when you were a kid and Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and Disney were cranking out cartoon, uh, scary cartoon episodes like October 1st. We'll re-promote these episodes around... The Halloween week. We'll just, just we'll just do our callback ones. We just don't worry in, that much. In about four to five weeks, we're gonna be doing some Christmas special episodes. So <laughs> don't <laughs> our you timing worry. Is way off. <laughs> <laughs> Unless well, you wanted us to take a six podcast. month break. Yeah, yeah we, we would have had to take a six podcast. month break to do that. Oh, oh man. Any other like uh, do you I know this episode was just filled with one liners too. So did yeah, you have any other tops of the episode? I really like loved the tops. melting of, of PB. When when Princess mm. Bubblegum melted, it really threw me off. Of course, Finn's like, that wasn't supposed to happen. He's, he's freaking out. All of the others are melted in the closet. And it's it's just really a cool moment. I, don't, I didn't like that LSP ended up in the painting. I'm sure that's a, a reference to something. But it yeah, just seems a, a little too sus. It's a little too like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a reference to um, a Roald Dahl book called The Witches, where a girl is sent into a painting. Yeah. Well, other than that, I really liked what was happening there. The animation was really cool and scary and freaky. And if you weren't expecting it, like I wasn't, you know, it's kind of shocking. It's like, oh, okay. Like, where is this going? I thought I kind of had figured out what was happening. Mm-hmm. Now I am very lost. So that was it would have been moment. the turning point of the episode, especially when Finn said that's not supposed to happen, where you you may have thought this was a Finn prank. And if you didn't see kind of like the the turn that it goes out of hand, that the melting of PB, you're like, oh, okay, that's would be a little bit harder to fake than fake skeleton in the dark, you know? Yeah. I think the two best moments, the two moments of this episode, and we've talked about them already, that make this episode for me, make it as high tier as I think it is are when Finn at the end says that one's going in the vault and it's gone that moment. And then of course what BMO says to, to Jake kind of just nonchalantly out of nowhere about darkness and about looking for the light. Those are the two like huge highlights that make an already fun premise. It is, you can't go wrong with the clue premise. It is your trope. It is such a good trope. 
and then they add a little twist and then they have these two key freaky moments that just made this episode super memorable. Yeah. Yeah. The the ghost and the princess bubblegum melting, in my opinion. But okay. we already kind yeah. of broke down the the BMO quote, but you know, I talked about Finn at the beginning of this episode, like kind of suppressing and locking that away in the vault. Now I had to take a moment too, because that moment happened so quick at the end of the episode where I was like, well, why did they even include that? Um, one, they were building up to the episode called The Vault. But if you really think about all the traumatic things that have happened to Finn, you know, maybe besides the Boom Boom Mountain episode where, you know, he's he gets like super freaked out by not helping people out or whatever. But he's probably gone through like seeing crazy monsters, crazy demons, fought for his life, done all this stuff. And so I think a lot of the rest of the show of, of Adventure Time, every time we see Finn develop, is kind of something he's suppressed on purpose. And then more and more moments happen in his actual like adolescence and growing up that bring up super suppressed things and that he does have to deal with. He can't just lock them away in a vault anymore. Um, and this there is are def- a lot yeah, of characters that of I think things. are going to be doing that. I yeah. think we're going to get that with Marceline for sure. I think we're oh, going to get I mean, that with do. Princess Bubblegum. I, mm-hmm. I think Jake might have moments like that. I think there are, mm-hmm. uh, that is an interesting connective line that I don't think I've really thought of is like, maybe a lot of these people are suppressing childhood memories. They all have kind of crazy or bad or freaky or uh, lonely childhood memories and, and feelings. Maybe they've just all put them in the vault to some degree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely so. And and we get to episodes, I think, when it gets to the really deep character development episodes, it's those feelings having to come back up and having to face them down in order to overcome the adventure that you're on. They're not just something that you can push away and everything. And, and Finn has a ton of moments where he's faced with a, a controversy, a weird relationship with PB and he the only way to kind of defeat his now demons in front of him is to go back into his vault deal with the suppression of memories and feelings and emotions bring them back out face them head on and then he's able to face other people head on i think that's a really cool part of the development of the show i think it's relatable too i think i can definitely put myself in those shoes with Finn or with any one of those people and and think too think things will just pop up I don't know if this happens with you, but I'll just like randomly have a memory that'll come back and I'll be like, oh yeah, wow, that's, that might've shaped. I mean, I kind of say it jokingly with Ali or on this podcast, like, you know, like, oh, one of my core memories is like this moment from my childhood that like may mm-hmm. not be positive, but those things pop up. And, and certainly eventually, like as you become an adult, you can kind of see a different reality to those moments or a different perspective from maybe your parents or from someone else who was there. You go, what what was really happening there? Because I know mm-hmm. what I perceived it to be as a child, but but how should I perceive this? How should I take in this information and and what should be the output? What 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 should I do to react to it or should I do anything? I certainly understand um that happening, you know, to to any yeah. one of us. And uh, yeah, that like like what you're saying, they come up and and how do I deal with it this time with an with a perspective I've gained from growing up. Is this something that I don't have to repress again? Can I, can yeah. I use this? Can I take my in- and then really bringing them up, bringing up those feelings and thinking about them, going to therapy about them is something that you can gain a lot of introspection about yourself and how you handle situations and yeah, you know, using it as a, as a core strength, core memory, like you said, and using that in the future. And Finn, Finn for sure does that, and you for sure do that. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, are Finn. I mean. Uh, I'm uh, yeah, I'm Finn. I, that's what we're realizing with this. I'm I'm definitely no, I'm, I'm not Finn. <laughs> no man. But I, you know, I think we all have similarities to all these characters. We can all relate to all of them in some way. I definitely find myself relating Finn with the way that he reacts to Princess Bubblegum, and with Marceline and with Jake. Like I share so many feelings with right now as the new person to this show with how he feels about these characters or what we've seen him feel about these characters. It's, it is kind of exciting to feel like I'm, I'm very aligned with the main character. I, who knows, you know? Yeah. No, you, yeah, you are, you are. And, and it's just more fun watching it continue to happen. And each season kind of something new rolls out. Like we're seeing yeah. 
So a lot of like princess bubblegum, first crush stuff happened this season. Next yeah. season we see like first relationship stuff happen. Then it's like first breakup the season after that. Like it's it's all kind of craziness. But even thinking to like what was missing when we talked about that episode, how Marceline, the way that she deals with trauma is that she has to write a song about it in order to mm. release her emotions and talk about how she feels or whatever. And she does that with PB and she does that with her father. Like, I feel like I often do that with like close friends say like, we're going and we're getting a drink. And I, I have never gone to therapy personally, but I definitely am an advocate for it. But I feel like with my close friends where they're, you know, I, I think you get to read the room and know like whether it's a comfortable and they're in a good mindset for it. You know, like we're just like throwing it out there. We're venting, you know, we're talking about things. I know me and you have talked about plenty of stuff from, uh, you know, like I was very sick when I was a child and I've talked about that with you occasionally. And I've talked about that with, with, uh, Allie occasionally and stuff, but it's certainly not things that I'm talking about all the time, things that are in that vault, you know? Um, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, maybe therapy is the way to do it. I think I, I've figured out a way to handle it for myself, but some people might need that extra, that extra thing. And maybe one day yeah. I will. Maybe it's one that, day yeah, pushing, that I'm lying to myself, but who knows? <laughs> no, it's it's crazy. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, like you said, having the support groups around you and, and basically when you unbox your own vault to have a support system, have people help you when you are struggling with facing down what you've suppressed, uh, what you've locked away in the vault. And a lot of people may not have that. And that's why I think therapy's a great thing is because yeah, people totally. need to be able to open up and think introspectively about suppressed feelings, vault locked away emotions and have good advice and a safe space to analyze that introspectively and not kind of go into any sort of extra spiral of like depression or worry or doubt or anxiety or anything like that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's wrap this up. I, th I think we've hit our, or a deep moment for this episode at least yes, once, we, we maybe did. twice, we did. maybe three we times. We did. Well, sorry, I always, <laughs> I always tend to do that right at the end, right before I go. No, hey, it's okay. Russell, I did too. Where can our travelers uh, follow us? Yeah, man, y'all can check us out on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore Podcast. Email us if you want to be on the Travelers Log segment. We've got plenty of room for it. NEA underscore travelers log at gmail.com. That's travelers with one L. We had someone write to us from England, which is awesome. And they're like, oh, we, we write it with two L's. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, wrote it with one L in, in the email address. Uh, check us out on YouTube. If you review us on Apple Podcasts or even just Spotify or whatever, if you repost about the show, do something to help us grow the show, bring a friend. Let us know about it. We'll shoot you a sticker. It's a awesome. It's the logo of the podcast. It's an awesome, awesome sticker, high quality, and they're free. You just yes, help and they're us, free. and we'll we'll help you. Cool. Yes, I'm. We are we are slightly behind on our sticker sending, but I am trying to get a time in the next two days <laughs> yeah. to ship them all out. They're coming, guys. Don't worry. Someone on the the main adventure time Discord hit me up and was like, Hey, where's my sticker at? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like that's bro, what I texted you. Well, it's just, it's in between work and then being like, I have an hour of envelopes to write and stickers to send. I'm like, yeah. Oh, and then it slips away, man. So I apologize I for those who have been waiting. They are coming. They are coming. Yeah, definitely. Now, do you have a lesson before we wrap up and we'll wrap yeah, up man. fast? Don't try to out prank the prank bosses. Ooh, mm. good lesson. Can't do it, man. You gotta, you gotta learn your place. I think Finn learns his place a little bit. Uh, when it comes to pranking, you can't trust anyone. Mm. Really can't trust anyone there. And, and then the last lesson? one. Oh my gosh. Third one was Bemo's quote. There we go. Yeah. Great. That's a good lesson. I've got one lesson. Uh, if you don't like Professor Pants, I don't like you. <laughs> All right, you guys. This has been Never Ending, Never Ending Adventure Podcast. Talking Adventure Time. We'll see you all next Tuesday. So excited for it. Party forever. Mm, love that you guys. 